welcome to another episode of Soul Filling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And we have a special guest with us today, Aura Bosa. Hello, ladies. Welcome. Tell our soulmates about yourself. Yes. Okay. So my name is Aura Bosa Owe. I am an up-and-coming author, entrepreneur, professor, and global speaker. And I have a real strong passion to instill knowledge in young professionals. So I am so excited to be on this podcast because I believe it starts with getting connected with yourself and understanding where you start and mm-hmm. that takes you into your present. So thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> yes. We are soul feeling. So of course you have to start with your soul yes. first. Yes. So you have a lot of accomplishments. You didn't really pump yourself up like you should have. Exactly. Like. <laughs> understand, understand. Um, let me see where I start. Um, so I told you I'm a professor. How I got to really being um, passionate about training young professionals, mm-hmm. really into the professional development space. I started in Nigeria. I was a youth manager in Nigeria. My dad was running for a campaign. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the campaign didn't go the way we wanted to. But I was mm-hmm. able to really bring a lot for the area in which we were trying to serve. And and from there, I was like, okay, I have a really strong passion to kind of connect with young professionals, empower young professionals to really go out in the world and be great. Mm. And so coming back to the U.S., I was like, okay, I'm very dedicated. Let me align myself with organizations that really go back home to Nigeria because that was my focus at first Mm -hmm. and really see how can we support young professionals to feel like, you know what, I have a space, I have a voice, I can create transformative change. Mm -hmm. Um, I just need the resources. And so a good friend of mine here, she's like, you know what, I'm a part of this group. It's called the United Nations um, Association for Young Professionals, and I think it would be great. And I said, okay, I like it that it's not just Nigerian, right? <laughs> um, we Nigerians, we like to associate with each other, but I wanted to know <laughs> Africa understand. in its entirety for mm. all the people. And so I went and I signed up and I started as, you know, just somebody who was going to the events. Mm-hmm. I saw there was a leadership position open, so I became the director. And so um, in my tenure, I was really focused on creating a content-driven program because in New York at that time, they were seeing that all young professionals just want like happy hours, which is true. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> likes a good cocktail. Right, right. <laughs> um, but we also wanted to get connected to some of the issues and how we can feel like we can put our footprint, our stamp and make mm-hmm. a difference. And so that a lot of that work behind the scenes is really kind of putting on some content-driven programming. Um, and in that, I was able to connect with ambassadors from the different African countries. Um, it really took me to places I didn't expect to go um, under this role. Yes. I said, okay, you know, now I've been here for seven years. What's next? Mm-hmm. And I started my own, like, non-for-profit called the Young Professionals Healthcare Network uh, because mm-hmm. I was formally trained in healthcare, um, healthcare management. So I wanted to have an organization that brought young professionals together to kind of do the same thing. And so I've been working on that. I said, all right, I like young professionals. And boom, I moved to Houston. So I moved to Houston (laughs) this year after hosting an event um, last October. Um, It was a women's empowerment event. And it was really focused on bringing like-minded professional women together to talk about how do we go out and start our own businesses? How do we create this network of women to kind of help each other get to the next step. Mm-hmm. And the love and the feedback that I received from that event, I was like, okay, Houston is the move. And so mm-hmm. I've been here um, and I wrote a book. 
Wow. <laughs> and so I wrote a book. Um, it's called Be Bold, Be Confident, Be You, a motivational guidebook for shattering the fear ceiling. Mm-hmm. And that book stemmed from just all of my experiences of working with people. And plus my own personal journey of just dealing with things like depression, low self-esteem, and mm. really bringing myself out of that. Because sometimes you don't think that you're going through it, you know, because depression, people think it's just this set definition. Mm. And I'm like, no, depression looks in so many different ways. On the outside, I present it so strong. People wouldn't know. They're like, you suffer with that? No mm. way. You're outgoing. You host all of these events. No right. way. Why would you suffer from that? Mm-hmm. And um, it took myself to have like that pep talk to say, okay, fear is holding you back from being your best self. Mm. And if once you break your fear ceiling, right, that ceiling, because unlike the glass ceiling, the fear ceiling is a little tough. Yes, it has it no is. shape. It has no structure. You can't feel to see when you're at the top. All mm-hmm. you know, you're waiting for that light to come in. Mm-hmm. And once you see the light, <laughs> you know that, okay, I'm getting close to coming out of what I'm feeling, this low, all-time low, or feeling like I'm not worth being on earth because of some of the issues and challenges that life throws at us. Mm-hmm. And so um, in this, I really connected with your podcast because I believe is that it's all working on your soul. Yes. Um, your soul has to be intact before you can go out and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to help people. You have to have a clear understanding of who you are before you can be anybody else's. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I loved all of that. <laughs> I love the fact that you said the fear ceiling because I was telling the ladies at the last podcast, it's like at the end of the year, I felt like God didn't want me to go through to 2019 without confronting my fears. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I confronted them and it was just like, I didn't even know it was a fear. And I think it takes time to, you know, just evaluate your soul and feel like, what have I not done? Like, what things are blocking my blessings? What have I not confronted yet? And then once you dig deep and really realize, okay, this is what I have to do, mm-hmm. face it. And it's not going to feel good. It's not. It's going to be painful yes. for, for most, hmm. you know, facing and confronting your fears, um, looking it in the eye and then going ahead and stepping into your truth. And that truth is freedom. Yes, it might hurt the pain when you're confronting your fears. Mm-hmm. But once you do it, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. And I'm free. Um, especially when you're a stubborn person. And like for me, I'm yes. like, I'm always, this is what I want to do. Me yeah. too. Um, and, <laughs> you know, sometimes impatience set in because you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm supposed to have this at this time. Mm-hmm. I know I'm capable of it. Um, but sometimes you got to listen for God's voice. And mm-hmm. his time is the best time. And so certain things that we want, maybe we're not ready for it, although yeah. we believe we're ready for it, but we're not. And mm. and so I had to learn how to, one, get patience, really figure out, okay, what is God telling me to do next? Mm. And when I was able to hear his voice, it all started with me just letting go in the fear, like the fear of just not succeeding, the fear mm. of perfectionism, the fear of not being wanted, the fear of just being lonely, mm. all of those self-doubt, lack of confidence. I had to let all of that go to really clearly hear God's voice mm. to wow. take me to the next step. And so once I was like, okay, I am worthy to be right. here. I am worthy to go in the room because I was dealing with like executives and, mm. you know, and being the only young black woman at the table. Right. You know, you, they feel like they can instill this kind of tactic of fear on you so you don't feel like you can excel at your best. And so you think, okay, being a beast in the skirt, but not necessarily having the loudest voice in the room to make action, to make change. Ooh, yes, and deep. so I had to hone in on my executive presence and know that I bring this to the table. And that's started with just letting go of the fear that I'm believing in myself 
Yeah, because that is my message. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe mm-hmm. in you. No one's going to take you seriously. Definitely. <laughs> no, so even true. if God tells you this is what to do, if you don't believe that it's capable, that mm-hmm. mindset, that growth mindset, you're not going to go far. And mm-hmm. so I am a firm believer of just honing in to listen to what God has something to telling you. So I guess my question for you, that's that's so amazing that you actually came to that point and actually overcame all of your fear. It seemed like you was kind of molded for this because your upbringing, you said that you initially started this when you were with your father and you were helping him with the campaign. And so when you were campaigning, do you think this kind of helped you cultivate that that um, assurance that I belong in whatever room I stand in and and then moving from there, going to New York mm-hmm. and um, still exercising your voice with young professionals? And then now you've gotten to the point to where you've written your own book. Mm-hmm. And so would you say that this happened over time yes. or would you say that you came to an aha moment and was like, OK, now I understand all these fears, or was it a combination of both? I think it was a combination of both. Um, my father is Nigerian, and Nigerians are very strong people. Yes, right? yes. And if you ever had Nigerian. a Nigerian yeah. parent, um, you are born knowing that you have to succeed. Right? Mm, yes. Um, there's yeah. no such thing as failure, yes. especially when they start with your name. And so my name means I'm in God's hands. I will never fall in the morning. And so with such a name like that, you cannot walk around (laughs) Um, feeling that inadequate, you know, feeling Mm. that you cannot achieve greatness. And um, my father always believed in me. And one thing I loved about my father is that he really didn't pressure me to do things. He had made his suggestions, but um, in it, he allowed me to be myself. Mm-hmm. And he knew the type of child I was. He knew I was very outspoken. And I had this persona that I'm going to be on top. And <laughs> yes. um, so he, he was just very like, okay, whatever you want to do, if, even if it's not what I want you to do, just be great at it. Yeah. Be good at it. Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't mm-hmm. be ashamed of your name. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I, I've named you that. And now you have to go in the world and fulfill your duty. I'm leaving you in God's hands. You take it from there. And so my dad, my mom was also a a champion for women, you know, really molding me to be a woman of substance, Hmm. Um, you know, teaching me. And although I lost at a very early age, just the time that we spent together, I really felt like, you know, confidence was key. Hmm. And she let me know that, you know, even if nobody else likes you, as long as you like you, you're okay. You're off to a good yeah, start. Beautiful. So I think that combination of it all, and I think why I had such an issue of kind of recognizing, am I depressed or, you know, is this right? Because I had a strong upbringing. A, mm. a, you are a strong black woman. And yes. so when you're feeling like, oh, I'm not feeling my best. Is that okay? Are you, I'm, I was afraid to tell mm. them that, hey, I'm not feeling good today. I'm not wow. feeling confident in myself. I have dealt with, you know, just different challenges, but I'm afraid because I was taught to be strong i was taught to Mm. go out there and always have your your best face on like and even if you don't feel confident in that moment you have to show up and show out and so for a person like me people wouldn't believe that oh you go behind clothes there you cry (laughs) (laughs) you you doubt yourself (laughs) um you battle with you know feeling low self-esteem you battle with those things because when you're out in the open it doesn't seem that way but i was trained to when you're out in public this is how you are to be Hmm. and so now kind of recognizing okay for what I'm supposed to be and how I'm feeling and how do I overcome because it's normal in life to go through challenges. It's normal to have some type of discrepancy with yourself. You know, the key is not to stay there. 
And so I had to learn how to get out of that to go back to being strong, but a healthy strong. Right. Healthy, yeah. being healthy, mentally healthy, you know, healthy is key. And so when I recognize who I am, who I am and knowing that, OK, nobody can tell me anything different if I don't believe it. You know, if I don't believe in myself, then OK, it gives the world the opportunity to ridicule me, bring me down. Mm-hmm. But if I believe in my purpose and my messaging, there's nobody else who can shake that for me. Mm-hmm. But that takes time. Yeah. <laughs> that is, it's okay to be a work in progress. I had to learn that. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's okay to say, I don't have it together today, <laughs> but I'm going to get it together. It's okay. Yes. And so now in my decade of my 30s, I really want to just teach people how to recognize their best self, how to invest in yourself. You know, I had to invest in myself. I had to educate myself. I had to align myself with the things that I wanted to aspire and achieve in my life. I had to make that my environment in order to attain it. So I think that is very important. And I want to teach especially women that, you know, you have to own who you are. And Mm -hmm. um, although society puts all of these uh, stipulations on us of how we should be, Mm -hmm. nobody succeeds being the same, right? We are all unique in our own Mm -hmm. way. And you can embrace your uniqueness and still be great. And so that is where the passion comes from, to really empower just young professionals that we have a voice. We are it. Mm. <laughs> Many, yes. you know, we are it. That. It is time to make us move into the next round, feeling knowing that we can accomplish great things. Girl, I didn't roll down like hella quotes. I'm like, this rock me on so good. Podcasts, Instagram, everything. But what stood out to me was when you said executive presence. You have to hone in on your executive presence. And for all our soulmates who want to be leaders, and you know, you don't even have to be a leader who just want to be a a good worker in whatever they do, how do they get that executive presence? Or how did you hone in on your I had to presence? first, um, of course, invest in myself. Right? Okay. Um, I had great mentors. I had people along my journey mm-hmm. give me great words of advice. Uh, somebody who tells me, like, hey, that's not good today. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I can be have a hothead. Yeah. <laughs> and express mm-hmm. myself. And yes. you're like, hey, hey, hey. That's not how you express yourself. I understand you're angry, you know, <laughs> but you need that team. Like I always say, my sister circle, my friendship circle is very small knit, but there are full of women who know who I am, believe in me, but are not afraid to tell me, hey, this is how I would do it differently. Mm-hmm. And um, in that process, in that journey, I started to shape, okay, what are the visions that I had for myself? Because I was always had visions of who I wanted to be from young. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to be this, this. So how do I own who I want to be today? Yeah. And uh, once I recognized who I wanted to be today, to go out there and have that message, to go out there and show that, yes, you can get into a professor position at the you know young age that I was, started mm-hmm. this at 27. Mm-hmm. And it all... You had to show up and play the part, but who's going to play that part? Me. <laughs> you know, when we well, apply for jobs, we say, okay, do we have all of these qualifications to yes. get to the job? But it's the yes. same thing in our person, in everyday life. Do I have the qualifications to fulfill the role that I put on myself mm. or whatever I want to be? And Ooh. so and when I recognize that, that's how you develop your executive presence. I knew that you don't have to be the loudest in the room for people to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been in job positions where people just, there was something about me, they couldn't put their finger on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it either could make them very jealous and mm-hmm. threatened by me or somebody who would wanted to align with me. And mm-hmm. so when I seen that, oh, I just show up to work to do my job mm-hmm. and knowing that if somebody as your boss is having issues because they can't, 
you know, seem to come to grips that this is your presence. And when you come to the mm. room, there's a light on you hmm. that, you know, that's undeniable. Wow. Right. And um, how do I manage that? And so it turns into, okay, we got to get her out of here. <laughs> we got to get her out of here. And I just been thankful to God in my life is that he was always able to, for me to be the person to leave. Mm. To say, hey, okay, I got another position. I'm gone. (laughs) Yeah, so I have never faced where somebody was like, oh, but it was a lot of behind the scenes. Like, okay, this person doesn't like you because they're intimidated by you. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do my job. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's all about how you carry yourself. (laughs) It's all of the how you walk in that confidence that you exude. Mm -hmm. It's how you show up to the room and dress the way you want to be addressed. You know, Mm -hmm. you display the characteristics of the way you want people to address you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is just really figuring out who you are, where you want to be, Mm -hmm. how do you get there, and who is in the team that's going to help you there. Because you cannot do this. You can't do life alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are social beings. We are created to be social with each other and mm-hmm. um, finding that right team of people who are just behind the scenes. So they're not looking to take the shine from you, but looking to help you as a woman find your place mm-hmm. in life. And it's my, my circle is not gender biased, but really just having people from all over you. Just surprised somebody gave me this referral that has now landed me an opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. So really showing up, knowing your stuff, you know, when mm-hmm. you come to the table, you got to know and be equipped <laughs> Yes. And do your behind the scene research. And that's something that I stress that when I came to the table, I was well prepared hmm. to take on any challenge that was presented to me, especially in the boardroom, because I knew who were the players and I knew their agenda. Hmm. And because I had insight of their agenda, I was able to prepare to take down or to add to whatever they were trying to achieve in my own way. Ooh, that was key. Knowing your <laughs> players is, yes. and knowing their agenda. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, Every which way to turn. I think that's good for even like for us if we're going out and pitching and knowing mm-hmm. their agenda, knowing mm-hmm. the sponsor's agenda and stuff and like how that. You can add value mm-hmm. to that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's people really don't good. hire you for what you want to sell. They're looking for how Ooh. you can help them. Yeah. Really. And whatever way you can help them. Because we're a me society. So how can you help me get to my goal? Mm-hmm. And so when you know how to speak that conversation, and when I was working in healthcare as a manager, I knew how to speak in dollars because mm-hmm. I knew that's what made the organization run. I knew yes. that's what made the CEO pay attention to you. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. how can I bring more money to the table mm-hmm. while not really changing some of the policies and they're spending too much money? Mm-hmm. And when I go into the professional development role and I'm pitching for people mm-hmm. to allow me to come in and do workshops, I look at what is the need for them? Mm-hmm. What is the problem that they're looking to solve? And why mm-hmm. haven't they solved that problem? And mm-hmm. this is how I can help you solve that problem. And so those are all things that you just have to be mindful, especially being a woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> African-American woman at that, yes. <laughs> uh, in this game. Mm-hmm. That's so, so beautiful. And these are things that we, we say we know, but like those refreshers is in mm-hmm. to have you just put it out there just in, in, in a simple, in a very simple way. Um, my question is, so you saying, so that you said that you know, you're able to assess and actually evaluate and, and to figure out the agenda by doing your own research. Mm-hmm. But when you become so, I guess, knowledgeable, how do you, using your quote when you said, um, you stated you don't have to be the loudest in the room to be heard. Mm-hmm. So knowing all of this, being as knowledgeable as you are, how do you, I guess, 
figure how did you figure out go about figuring out your voice so that you didn't come off in a way where you rub people the wrong way, mm-hmm. step on anyone's toes, but still exerted your knowledge and, and mm-hmm. was able to display like, hey, I'm the best choice for you, <laughs> but I'm not going to try to do it in a way where I'm boasting. Right. Being authentic, mm-hmm. being yourself, um, that is key. You know, my personality is very reserved, <laughs> um, but I do that just being myself and in a professional manner, even in a personal manner, because I've had talks where we're just intimate conversations, but people, you know, empowering people, they want you to be authentic. They mm. want to feel like they can relate to you. And so I had to be transparent <laughs> and share my story. I had to be authentic and let people know that, yeah, um, as much as I have all of this and I have this idea, it didn't happen overnight. Mm. I, I've had some big losses, expensive losses, mm-hmm. um, but those were learning periods for me. And so when I learned, okay, what was the lesson out of that and seen it in that way, I was able to move forward. I was just good at never letting anything hold me back or keep me in a place that was stagnant. And so, and I think it all just being my personality, who am I? This is where I boast always. This is what you yes. get. You can like it or you can leave it, but I want to work with those who like it, who love it. Because hmm. right? everybody is not for you. Exactly. And you have to be that. okay with that. Everybody mm-hmm. is not for you, and that's fine. I want to work for the people who are for me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. That's so beautiful. I was going to bring up, we went to Craig and Cole today. Were you there? Which week? Which year? It was the not one this where, past when year. we were talking about cilantro. Yes, there was I this, was there. There was this blogger on here, and she was like, mm-hmm. you're like cilantro. Some people yeah. love cilantro so much, <laughs> and they just, like, just obsessed. And I'm like, yes, cilantro, cilantro, cilantro. And some people are like, I hate cilantro. <laughs> like, the smell and everything, and that's just, like, who how we are as a, a person. It's mm-hmm. like, some people are going to love you, like, mm-hmm. love cilantro. Some people are not going to be feeling you. Mm-hmm. But the people who love you is who you want to be around you. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to be yourself and be authentic and transparent, mm-hmm. because the people who you know, are going to be judging you like, oh, she lost all this money and she, <laughs> that relationship fell, blah, 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 blah. You don't want them around you anyway. Like, okay, I'm glad you show your true colors. Right. And, but I always yes. give you an opportunity to come around too. So That's this is where true. you can find info about me. Yes. <laughs> and when you're ready to come around, because there's always an opportunity for someone to turn around. And That's true. Mind. I, I don't that. block off my blessings or opportunities. Girl. But I'll let you, when you're ready to come around, this is where you can find me. That's mm. true. Right. I love that. It's great. You said uh, to me stuck out was, you know, you always saying, who am I? Who am I? And then also I want to add to that, whose am I? You yes. know, I know in my mm. journey with job hunting and after college, um, getting a lot of those no's, I had mm-hmm. to remember, okay, if this is not the opportunity for me, then God is going to open the door that is mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But also on the flip side, I had to understand that, okay, some companies, I'm not even getting a call back. Mm-hmm. So why am I not getting a call back? Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe something with my resume or my, you know, I mm-hmm. had to look at that part. And then once I did make it to the interview stage, okay, I'm not getting past this first interview. How can I move myself and Mm -hmm. propel myself forward? So um, just what advice do you have for young professionals who are within that interviewing process or that job search, that Mm -hmm. job hunt, and it's not going so well for them? Mm -hmm. Persistence is key. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and sometimes it's like the law of large numbers. You have to apply to so many positions before yes. you get that one yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those no's t- make you stronger. Yes. Those no's give you the opportunity to inquire and question what's going wrong so you can improve yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you question like, okay, I'm not getting a call back, but this is the company I really want to be with. What yes. went wrong? And sometimes they don't always give you the answer of what exactly. went wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can always inquire and be persistent. You know, mm-hmm. pre-persistent, continuous look at jobs, do some things out of the unbeaten trail. You know, we know a lot of people are applying to jobs this way, but old school, sometimes you have to pick up the phone and call, exactly. ask for a little coffee date with a manager first. You know, we're always trained to sell, 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 that. sell. Mm-hmm. But I've always been key on establishing the relationship. Mm. Right. A lot of opportunities that I have, even jobs, is because I was able to establish the relationship. Okay. And I also looked at, okay, let's see the technical things. What's going on with my resume? Why does it look? Maybe I need to hire some help. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to have a professional take a look at this, you know, mm-hmm. because we think it's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But industry-wise, it may not be uh, appropriate. You know, maybe I'm missing the mark or maybe I'm not saying the right thing. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times in the job hunting process, you're speaking to a computer. So 95% yeah, yeah. of the time, Still you don't get to that human being until your resume has passed all of the checklists of mm-hmm. that applicant mm-hmm. tracking system. Wow. Right? And so, you know, it's something as simple as a keyword, if you um, I will tell you, I did a like a hiring a partnership hiring event with UNICEF, and we were talking about their hiring process, and they get like thousands and thousands of people applying within the hour, not even in wow. a day, and they use Goodness. a computer system, and right. one of the simplest questions that got a person's resume eliminated, if when they asked that question, do you speak English? And for most American mm. applicants, they think, okay, well, this is in English already, so I don't need to answer that. Wow. But because they don't answer it, it automatically eliminated their resume. Wow. Because in the UN, although we're on U.S. territory, it's mm. still a global organization. So you still have to select the language you speak, even if you speak English automatically. Wow. And so uh, I tell people wow. all the time, you know, uh, I like the way technology has been shaped. It can be a gift and a curse, mm-hmm. um, but it's OK to kind of Google, you know, see who's the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can email the hiring manager. Exactly. Persistence, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I say persistence, but consciously being persistent. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get that, no, <laughs> you know, you're just like, OK, thank you. But if okay. you haven't received that no yet and you, there's opportunity for you to continue, then persistence will push you forward. Mm. That's what I believe in. If yes. I don't get a no, there's still hope. There's yes. still hope. <laughs> going like, uh, yes. oh, did you get my resume yet? Yeah. And I see that because I get um, I'm just a volunteer um coordinator at my job but i get the interns coming in as well and so i see who's persistent and who's not yes. persistent and i'm like i do recognize the ones that are like hey did you get my email yet what's the next step and i'm like i'm on that right now <laughs> like, i like you that means you gonna put in that work and that's how you get your voice heard too because mm-hmm. a lot of the times you don't have the opportunity to see that person face to face yeah mm-hmm. and so you got to make sure you stand out of the crowd you got to make sure you read the instructions <laughs> that, yes. that's what mess people up a lot of times yeah. they don't even read the instructions it's like yes catch true. Yeah, you just read the instruction and i tell my students this all the time the reason why you probably failed my class because you didn't <laughs> read the instructions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people are like, well, I did, I did. And then you pull it out for them. You mm-hmm. say, okay, show me. You know, let that, you practice showing me where you believe you followed the instructions. 
Mm-hmm. And most of the time they're like, oh, Professor, no. <laughs> <laughs> so That's it's the so same true. thing. You know, you have to stand out there for the crowd because there's so many people right, fighting for the same spot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I also believe what is meant for you will be for you. Me I too. do believe that and that divine yeah. being, um, you know, if you anybody who's in touch and anybody who's listening to your podcast, of course, mm-hmm. they have some type of connection mm-hmm. with the divine being. I believe that when an opportunity is for you, yeah. there's nobody who can stop you mm-hmm. <laughs> from getting your opportunity. And I believe that that will help you get through. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah. a lot of the times when I've received my no's, I'm like, OK, God said that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and I started thinking about, OK, this is probably going to be more of a headache <laughs> than what I had. Uh, maybe they're not going to see, uh, you know, want to work with my company, so they will define my morals, my values, my attitude. I don't know why God says no, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take it as this is a no, and I'm going to move forward. Mm. that's strong I'm just thinking about relationships I'm like oh yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like the guy says no like just move on I'll be like, bad you're trying to force the issue think about when that it's over and you still trying to hold on it, it's only Ew. it gets bad from there cause mm. it's like the, whatever they had for you is gone and now it's really gone you know right. so don't embarrass yourself don't you know be I'm telling you especially women it's like we are got a man's gift right and so you have to know that listen we I know times have changed (laughs) but holding on to your standards you know um, keep keep your standards and never it it doesn't even miss man female never have to beg somebody to give you something you can authentically ask you can ask in a way but you never have to beg in somebody to give you an opportunity or to be with you definitely people want to work with people who they want to work with people want to be in a relationship with a person they want to be in a relationship because the same way you were chasing him or her they're chasing after the next person oh so know that okay you are not for me i'm not for you no love lost Mm. i'm moving on Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's true. And that just made me think about um, depressions, mm-hmm. um, emotional stabilities. Like mm-hmm. whenever I know for me, sometimes I can get so fixated. And I know going back to when I got out of college and I was just applying and applying for jobs yeah. in order to not allow myself to sink down into this dark hole, just mm-hmm. coming to that realization of, you know what, maybe that was not meant for me. I'm just going to understand and trust that what the reason why this didn't happen and work out for me, because I know there's something better. And I love you couldn't have worded it more perfectly because most times we'd be like, but I really, really, really want to work at this particular place Mm -hmm. at this particular moment Mm -hmm. in my life at this time. And then it may not even be you may work there, but it may not be for right now. It may be later on down the line. Maybe God is trying to cultivate you and groom you and mold you to becoming the best person for that position at the best time. And so in order to not allow myself sink, I got to let myself trust. Let go of the things you cannot control. (laughs) And focus on the things that you can. Another thing I was thinking about when you were just talking about having your uniqueness stand out, I was coming across like, I don't know why I was in my old email. I was looking for something in my job and I saw my cover letter and I was like, this is real ratchet, but it got me the job. Because I was like, I put something like, why I'm the perfect one for the job in bright pink letters and bold. And then I wrote, you know, this was really personal. And I'm a social media coordinator for a, okay. a nonprofit. So it was in align to what, it, you know, I who I was and, you know, what they were looking for, I guess. It was, <laughs> it was on accident. But I was just thinking about being 
using your uniqueness to stand mm-hmm. out and like you said being authentic and being transparent on why you are the best person for yes. the job and not only that it's like you think like people think that you have to just apply 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 and you know you have school and that's it for me it was different because i created a space with soul filling podcast with inspire fire business that we have and fitty fatties and you know doing blog work doing social media freelancing and we're in a day and age where we could do stuff without i mean i think you should go to school but Mm -hmm. doing stuff entrepreneurial on our own that can help us get hired on you know, mm. in the places that we want to be. Absolutely. And so I would say, like, just don't get discouraged if you're in school, you know, or it's going hard for you. Create your own avenue, and you don't know where that's going to take you. It might take you to entrepreneurship, but it might just land you a job of your dreams. Mm-hmm. And so I just really like when you said, you know, stand on your uniqueness, because that helped me. Yeah, and that just kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about when I asked the question, what helped you um, know that you don't have to be this big, boastful person in the room is just being authentic. And that authenticness derives from your uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just, and it's, it's so crazy because we try to, we look at social media, we look at just the media in general, whether it's TV, news, whatever the case may be. And we see this person shining just blowing up in their avenue and then we try to change ourselves to be like that person well maybe I need to speak here and do this or Mm -hmm. maybe I need to change myself so I can be more um, outspoken but if that's not authentically you it will never work for you you will not go far on your journey by trying to mimic someone else Mm -hmm. and so just as a young professional and, and what advice would you give to other young professionals that are trying to find their voice and they are not sure. Cause I remember that place when I was like, okay, who the heck am I? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it makes me unique. And sometimes I still battle with that. Just seeing different media, social media, um, regular media, just the different per- personalities that are out there. And you can kind of ch- com- try to change and convert yourself to other people and other beings and other platforms. So just how to, to make sure you're being your authentic self. Yeah, I agree, especially with social media. People don't know what people go through behind the scenes mm-hmm. to get their opportunity. I have been at this for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, even still to, in 2019, mm-hmm. I feel like I have more work to do. Mm. But it's always good to be inspired by someone, but never want to duplicate or copy who they are because their journey, their footprint will never match yours. Mm. And so instead, create a plan. You know, you keep focus, put your keep your vision in perspective. Mm. What is it that you want to do and figure out how do I achieve the things that I want to do? Whether it's, you know, just taking a walk for 30 minutes because you want to be healthier in 2019 to actually starting that business, to actually going after opportunity. What is Mm -hmm. the plan on how to get there? Because the people that you do see winning, they have a plan in place Hmm. and they may not follow that plan 100 percent of the time because nothing is always definitive especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about how to ch- accomplish things in your life. But mm-hmm. they have a plan and, you, and they have a team in place and they believe that they bring something to the table that is worth being heard and mm-hmm. worth being seen. Ooh. And so now they market themselves in a manner so that people like us, we see it and we say, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is something that it's, they're inspirational, they're inspiring, I like what they do. How can I actually get into that same path? Mm-hmm. But your footprint is quite different than anybody else. Trust me. Trying to follow somebody else, you will only go into circles. Ooh. You will only follow you, drive yourself crazy trying to figure out everything that they're going to do because their opportunities are not necessarily something that you can handle. 
I think mm-hmm. Pastor Joel Osteen one time said that, you know, if uh, you go after their pathway, you're going to find that it's not going to work for you. No matter, right, mm-hmm. even if the opportunity open for you, if it's not for you, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's so, so yeah, create a plan. Figure out in this plan, how am I going to accomplish this plan? And I always tell people that it's not necessarily working hard. You want to work smart, especially in the time of digital media and technology. There's mm-hmm. no need to do the antiquated things anymore. You know, work smartly, be very specific, have measurable goals to be action oriented. You have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be action oriented. I, I woke up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I know I want to get this opportunity, but I'm just going to lay here. It's not going to happen. I have to put some action behind it yeah. and right, and give myself some results. And when I see it and be time specific, give myself a timeline. I am very good at making sure that, okay, if this, I want to achieve something by this date. This is a time frame that I work under. Yeah. And even if I didn't achieve it, why didn't I didn't achieve it? You know, it's always all about self-assessment. You're always mm. assessing yourself, assessing your business, assessing the people around you, assessing the opportunities that you want to go after. It mm. all t- looks at from your perspective. Your vision. Where do you see yourself? And mm-hmm. people misconstrue that because you're following someone else's vision. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to work for you <laughs> at all. That's deep. <laughs> you following someone else's vision. Right. And you help them because you get their, they get the views from you. Mm-hmm. Every time you click on their website, it boosts them up. But it doesn't really benefit you. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to copy or duplicate what they're trying to do, you don't know what people have been through. Sometimes, I mean, somebody was on the stripper pole making it and then they invested the money. Real? Does that mean you go on the stripper pole? It's maybe not for you. Right. <laughs> right. So you don't know how people are getting it. You don't see that. Social yeah. media is created for you to see perfection. Yes. Right? Real. Because you have editing tools and everything to help you see perfection. Mm-hmm. But the, the blank or the raw image takes time. You have to get to that raw space mm. and cultivate it to make it your own. That's really That's good. beautiful. Time, being time specific has been hard for me. Well, I could say like Soul Feeling Podcast was really organic. It just started from our old business. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we haven't really put a time on anything. And I do want to get better at that because I've seen in like 2019, I started working hard on Sundays, like right after church uh-huh. until this or until I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like what like tips – can you, how do you be time specific really mm-hmm. what does that look like really just writing it out i believe mm-hmm. in writing everything or typing out i'm actually a typer so i type uh, it out <laughs> i type it out and i say okay this is what i want to achieve and if i give myself three months mm-hmm. to get it done this is what i should see in three months but after the three months of looking at it i'm like okay i got it accomplished or if i didn't why didn't i Right, because mm-hmm. there's always something that was holding you back from not getting it. Maybe I needed more tools, resources, support, financial means, whatever the case may be, and then work from there. You know, we have to always have that stepping stone. The you can't build a house without a foundation. It is mm-hmm. the same thing in everything that we do in our life. We need a foundation, and so you be time specific by putting giving yourself milestones to achieve. Yeah. When you go to the doctor's office, and, and when you was a child, they gave your mom a milestone chart. And say, okay, by this age, you should be talking. By this age, you should be walking. And it's the same thing in adulthood. If forever, anything you want to achieve with business, mm-hmm. just really transforming your mind, mm-hmm. right? It says it takes 21 days to break a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Time um. is associated with that. 
if I know that, okay, I want to start a business, I need to do this, and it takes me a month to get it, time. Mm-hmm. It's all just kind of creating those milestones and know that there's room for, and opportunities for it to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least you got started. And that's the thing, getting started. For many people, they have these big goals, these big dreams, and never get started because they're fearful. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, it's fear that's holding people back. Fear that they can't do it, fear that they can't achieve it. And there's so many books out there that helps people really develop their mindset. Because if Mm -hmm. you do not develop your mindset, everything else is not going to fall in alignment to whatever Mm -hmm. you're trying to achieve. And so believing in yourself. Back to my major message. (laughs) Believing into yourself. And once you believe, putting milestones in place for you to achieve when you, you I know people who like to do checklists and I even when I do a little checklist when I check something I feel oh yes, yes. I got it done <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right and so that's how you you know measure time you know because mm-hmm. we only we all have the same 24 hours in the day but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, Oprah she has a team of people yeah. and mm-hmm. she has a goal and she's been focused and she went through the grind to yeah. get to where she is today mm-hmm. and so you have to go through your grind you have to go through that grit as people are so afraid of but don't know there's a grit process after times i have done so many opportunities for free mm-hmm. <laughs> not a dollar but i knew that okay if i'm not getting a monetary compensation how can i use it for something else how can i get exposure how can it lead me to the next opportunity uh, i met really amazing people from this opportunity so yes i didn't get paid and we all of course we all need money mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to, to invest in our business and ourselves. But looking at it more than just um, chasing the dollar, Mm. looking at it from all realms of the subject. Okay, I was able to connect with this person later down the line. Now I'm getting calls from people I've worked with years ago saying, hey, let's do this partnership together. Or I seen Mm. you did this. Let's work together. When I was doing it, I didn't think of those things. I was just like, my passion is here. This is what I feel like I wanted to do. I had to create some of my opportunities. Mm. And we live in a time where sometimes you're going to have to create your opportunities. Exactly. And you're going to have to spend a little more creating the opportunity. But what is the bigger picture? When it comes to investing, I'm over here asking questions for myself. <laughs> when it comes to like investing in you know things like a camera mm-hmm. and things like that, how do you go about that? Because you, know, you don't want to go broke. <laughs> but you also kind of want to take a risk right. to make sure you're putting out the best product. Right. And so I always tell people there's so many things. Like, if you can't afford a camera, there's opportunities where you can rent cameras. Mm-hmm. You can find, first of all, uh, phones now, they're a tech now. Everybody pretty much has a phone. And yeah. the way they're do- creating these phones now, you can really sit there and do a cinematic piece from mm-hmm. your iPhone. You can. Um, and so it's all about looking at YouTube. YouTube is like, for me, I've done all the school and I'm still doing my doctorate program, but I have learned so much from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about business development, about, you know, just cameras, lighting, what I'm looking for. And so it's just taking advantage of the opportunities out there. If you can't buy an expensive camera, look in other opportunities, using your phone, using your laptop, renting. There's so many people are buying it refurbished. You know, mm-hmm. I think Amazon and uh, eBay are known for just reselling products that are gently used. And that $1,000 camera is now for $500. Yep. Mm-hmm. But whatever you invest, how am I going to make this money back? Yeah. You know, especially if you're a business owner, oh how am I going to make this money back? And so whatever you're using this camera for, you want to make sure that it's bringing you that revenue or yes. it can bring you that revenue. Mm. Because if not, it's just a hobby. <laughs> it's just so you have to decide, is this an investment in my business? Mm. If it is, then how am I going to make this money back?
I like that a lot because a lot of times, you know, you buy stuff, a camera, you buy hair, you buy whatever to make yourself look good, you buy a gym membership, but if you're not, you invest in it, but if you're not actually going to the gym, if you're not actually using the camera, Mm -hmm. if you're not actually slaying your hair, you know what I mean? (laughs) You're really not, you invested in yourself, but then you didn't do the extra work to get in. Especially for business owners, what is your market? Know your market. Right. Right. We know beauty sells. Yeah, right? you can see two people. You can see the day and night, and when she, it's all glammed up, people like that, right? Mm. And they want to learn how did you get so glammed up, right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have to be glammed up. People mm-hmm. just follow your authentic story. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I could come on with no makeup, but my personality and everything. If people are gravitated to that, that's fine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But you have to find out what is best for you. Mm-hmm. What suits you? I love that. Because I'm not a makeup person. <laughs> so <laughs> when you see me on a regular street, you probably see my baby face. <laughs> my baby face. Um, but that's me. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm comfortable in the skin that I am in. Yeah. So I love it. Um, but you have to figure out what works for you. Going from a place of, you know, doing a, having a startup company and yes. not being really used to earning money in that startup company, doing yes. things pro bono, you know, yes. not thinking about the the dollar. When does it come to that point to, because I think it's, it takes that, that fear, that leap of faith and mm-hmm. to really move and transition over to, okay, I'm done doing pro bono work. Mm-hmm. And now I think I've developed enough talent, enough attributes, enough mm-hmm. credentials to hey, now I'm ready to put a price on what mm-hmm. I do because I think I deserve it and I, I, I worked hard now. I, earn, I, I mm-hmm. should be able to earn it. So I, how do you transition to that space? Because yeah. we're trying to do that. Right? <laughs> really, um, yes. of course, like, you know, starting my business, it was on the jobs that I work. But I'm like, okay, it's but so much I can work on outside income to really mm-hmm. propel a business that I have. Mm-hmm. And so I had to now package myself Mm. and stand firm in my pricing point. This mm. is what I charge, mm. right? And if you don't, listen, we are in a free country here in the U.S., right? Mm. And so you have many people who are doing the same thing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But I will no longer, because sometimes it's expensive to be cheap. And so <laughs> I am no longer going to do services because I have to make a living. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so this is my job. And when you explain mm. it to people, my business is my job. Right. <laughs> if I can't come to your job and ask you to do something off the clock, off hours, it's the same thing with my business. It's, mm-hmm. This is my job. This is how I make a living. This is how I feed myself. This is how yes. I'm able to even be out there and to do the things that I want to do. And so this is my pricing point. Mm-hmm. And when you're firm with that, people respect that. Now, do they buy from you? That is up to them. But at least you have a set pricing point. But I always tell people, if you got into a place where you've done everything mm-hmm. that you can do and it's still not giving you the outcomes, whether it's monetary, goal, accomplishments, then it's time to reevaluate that business structure. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something in it that is not working well, that is not allowing you to get the revenue that you want to succeed. And I mean everything you've invested <laughs> in marketing, and, you know, because now we're living in an age where every, mm-hmm. social media is key. Definitely. Right, you have to have a presence, some type of online presence where mm-hmm. people can kind of view who you are. You know, what it's not good enough anymore to say, This is what I do. Mm-hmm. People have to see this in action, Definitely. Yes. Right? and so if you don't create that portfolio for people to see what you do, mm-hmm. you can't expect them to buy from you. It's the same that I go to a grocery store and I'm looking at craft or the store brand trees. Well, we know that craft got commercials, mm-hmm. <laughs> they got people on the commercial smiling. 
That's true. <laughs> they crack invested in their brand versus the store brand product that you've never seen. So nine out of ten times, I'm gonna go for craft because I've mm. seen craft. I know that people eat craft. Nobody has died from craft that we know. Of. <laughs> right. That we know of, right? And so I think that's packaging yourself being firm in your pricing points, mm-hmm. knowing that this is what I'm going to charge and, and being okay that people will be like, oh, that's not for me. But there are people who are going to pay you, yeah. Yeah. who value your time, who value mm-hmm. your services and see that, okay, this is how you're surviving. Because that's yes. how you have to put it. Mm-hmm. I need to survive. <laughs> and um, it, after 10 years of doing this, if it's not giving me a dollar, then maybe something is wrong. Right. And so when I saw that there were some curveballs in my business, I started to, okay, how do I fix these curveballs? The same way, if I'm sick, I'm going to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your business. (laughs) If you feel like you're not getting or accomplishing the things that you want in your business, you have to align yourself with people who can help you, who have proven that they can help you so that you can now speak the right conversation. You know Mm -hmm. your audience. And a lot of times for people, they don't know who they want to speak to. Mm. And, and their business they don't know who to talk to they just feel like everybody mm. <laughs> it's not necessarily the case That's you got to know who is your target audience and mm. when you learn how to speak to your target audience when you know how to provide the things that your target audience is interested in mm. then you're not going to see results mm-hmm. but you have to know how to speak to the who are you serving yeah that's if a lot of people are like oh i serve women okay <laughs> There's like a lot of women, right, or, you know, age group, or age group women, you know, um, you know, I'm a wellness coach. Okay. So who are you focused on <laughs> with wellness, right? Children, wellness, Children's, right. Yeah, so it's just knowing your audience. Ooh. Right. I love, love how you always keep redirecting. You have to reevaluate your business plan. You have to reevaluate what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because so many times we set goals and we get mad at ourselves for not accomplishing them, but we never go back and revisit the goals to see, like, why didn't I? How many resources did I, was I missing? What tools? Like, that is like a, a I'm speaking moment. for child and error. I have gone through <laughs> it. Or I'm like, oh, yeah, I said I was going to do that. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, maybe if I did that. Right. <laughs> and whatever, you know, and so after years of going through this, okay, I'm not getting what I want. Right. Mm. Um, you know, me, <laughs> yes. me writing a book was coming from a place of really telling my story because mm-hmm. I've been wanting to tell my story. But oh, I want to write something here and there. And I'm like, all right, mm. you want to release this book and you need to release it by this date. So you got to get focused. And mm. so once I got because I've been trying to do this book for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so once I focus myself and say, hey, every day for at least two hours at this time. You're going to mm. sit and focus on this task. Mm. And I got it done. <laughs> because yeah, if not, good. I'm like, oh, no, I know I'm going to do it. But I have so much going on. And mm. I, there's always so, everybody's going to have so much going on. Always. But what is meaningful to you? What is yeah. important to you? We always make time for the things that are important. I remember myself, oh, you know, I don't have time. But if a date called me, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. You so, make time for right. what you want. What you want. And what right. you prioritize. Right. And so that's when after trial and tribulation and error, I said, okay, I got to do it differently. Starting with relocating from home, you yeah. know, mm. getting out of my comfort zone. Because New York City is my comfort zone. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. And when I came to Houston, I knew a few people, but I really had to navigate this landscape on my own. Mm. And because I was not out of my comfort zone, I said, okay, everything I do got to propel me to get this goal. 
Mm. And that's how I got things done. And so sometimes it's just looking at your environment, mm. right? I knew that, okay, if I go home, I'm going to go on the couch and watch TV. So mm-hmm. instead, let me go to a quiet space and find a Starbucks or somebody to just sit and focus and tune mm-hmm. out. Because people are like, oh, well, people are at Starbucks at the distraction, but they have nothing to do with me. Right. At right. home, I'm going to get me something to eat. Yeah, you can pick up a phone call. Right. Uh, and so, you know, you see a lot of these co-working spaces that are popping up, but, you know, mm-hmm. those can be expensive. So you just use your resources around you to help you get to the next point. And when you start making your money, be financially wise on how to spend that money. Taxes, you know, there's a lot. So speaking to a business advisor is always key. I'm ambassador for the New Jersey um, Small Business Development Center. And in becoming an advisor, uh, ambassador, I learned so much from my personal business. Hmm. And because I was surrounded by like-minded individuals who do this for a living. So I had no choice but to absorb all of this information that's being shared at our meetings and the services that we did to really better myself. And Mm. sometimes you have to position, put yourself in place um, for people who are like, well, these are conferences that I want to attend, but they're so expensive. Sometimes I wouldn't even pay for the conference. I would just be hanging outside in the the lobby. (laughs) I would just go to the conference. I'm like, okay, I didn't buy the ticket. It was like an $800 ticket, but... I'm outside because mm-hmm. everybody got to come yeah. out the door. Ooh, that's smart. <laughs> or wow. people are vending outside. Mm-hmm. And so you start to like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. You know, and that's how I met people. I just had wow. to think on my smart. toes. I had to think differently. I had to mm. think. I couldn't let, oh, price point stop me from getting where I wanted to go. That is so good. I never even thought about yeah, doing I'm that. I'm like, oh, so that's smart. not in the budget this month, <laughs> but it's right down in the hotel. Okay, I can get there. There's free park. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Wow. wow. That's good. Until oh, I'm able yeah. to now be able to afford those tickets. And, you know, so you, you just got to figure out what's going to work best for you. How bad do you want it? Yeah. That's the, bigger, that. the biggest question. How bad do I want this? You know, many people are like, I want to get out of my job. I want to do this. How bad? <laughs> mm-hmm. And is it for you? What are you because to entrepreneurship, do? I'm telling you, in the day you will cry, you will laugh, you will be like, oh, yes. <laughs> then you're like, man, why am I doing this? I'm broke because, you know, you got to go through those emotions. They come with it. So if you're not that kind of person who can handle uh, immediate change or change that happens instantly, then maybe entrepreneurship is not for you. Yeah. Because having a nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I think people have this misconception that it's, oh, I have a job and it's, it's not good. No, mm-hmm. if you work at your job and that's something you love doing love don't, and it's giving you the benefits, entrepreneurship maybe not for you because it takes sometimes sleepless nights. Not mm-hmm. all the time, but sometimes it takes that. Like, I have been up for 24 hours <laughs> wow. and maybe I didn't eat lunch today. Is it healthy? No, I don't recommend <laughs> it, but I had to focus on getting it done. Hmm. And so you have to figure out who, once again, who you are. Well, how do you work? What is your worth ethic? Hmm. That goes back to that authenticity. Mm-hmm. You got to be real with self. Like. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part because sometimes we can't handle the truth. Yes. And so you really have to swallow that hard truth pill yes. and be like, okay, can I really, really, dis- be, am I self-disciplined enough mm-hmm. to really, truly do the things that I say? I want to do. And I said, I had to work. Like, I'm I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to, I want to be an entrepreneur, but how am I going to fund the dream? Right. Right. So I had to work and I had to get smart. Okay. I'm going to work this job, but this is where I'm, how long I'm going to work it. Right. And Mm -hmm. I told myself that, okay, I'm going to work this job for this point of time. 
and in this, I got to spend an extra time at night getting this done or in the morning, waking up early. I had to figure out some time to really get my business out, to get my book off the ground, to get, you know, so you just got to figure out what works best for you. You have mm. to figure out if it's truly something that you want to do. And if it's not, it's okay. You can work for organizations. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You know, people think, I don't want to work for a company because it's just people say it's not good. Listen, in entrepreneurship, you invest so much money. Like and people are like, oh, it's a tax write-off. But the first three years, it was no tax write-off. Just like, it was me, real it money. Was my money. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> I lost. That was my personal money. That was something I could have put in a savings. But okay. Yeah. But right. I was okay with it because it was for my business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to come to grips that you have to be okay when the losses hit and when the highs come. You have to be okay with that because it's an up and down thing. They say only 20% of businesses survive that mm. from entrepreneurship. Mm. Yeah. 80% fail. Yep. So like, <laughs> you've got to be true to yourself and know who you are. I love know. that you said true because even like with your 2019 goals, writing them down, like I wrote mine down, you know, I keep putting on more. So I'm like, maybe I could do this and this and this. And then I have to be true for myself. I'm like, okay, what can you what what do you actually like and love mm-hmm. and passionate about doing and what are you doing just for like money <laughs> on the mm-hmm. like on the side and then I, that really narrowed it down to like okay this is what i'm going to focus on mm-hmm. and this is what i'm going to focus mm-hmm. on and this is how i'm going to do it and so i think it, you really do have to be truthful with yourself cuz you could take on so many different mm-hmm. things that you want to do you you might be good at a lot of things so you do a lot of things but you're not ever ever honing into that one specific thing if you're not putting those specific goals out. Hmm. But that's besides the point. I, I want to go back to knowing your audience. Yes. Because, you know, we've struggled with this in our previous um, business called Inspire Fire. We go out and oh, teach yes. healthy living to we other did. people. And we're like, we teach. We still do this. We're like, we teach kids. We teach everybody. Um, and we really do. But um, for people, like, how do you find your audience mm-hmm. or do you find your audience or do you let your audience find you? That's, That's the question. A question. I, I think sometimes it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. You have to give the audience something, but at the same time, the audience is looking for you because mm-hmm. they're looking for whatever you're trying to offer. Mm-hmm. And they, at that point of time in their life, they feel like they need your service. And so you giving them and putting yourself out there and saying, this is the services that we offer. And um, these are all the amazing projects that we're on because people are uh, visual people. They do business with people. Yeah. And so when you insert yourself and you put yourself out there for people to know who you are and, and know your mission and your vision of your organization, then they start to come to you. So it's a little bit of both. It's not, oh, I'm just giving it all. No relationship is just give, 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 give. It's yeah. a give and take regardless mm-hmm. of whatever we're doing. And so you have to kind of find that balance. Of how it's gonna be, okay, how do we put ourselves out there but also make people come to us? Now, mm-hmm. people, when you think about when you started your podcast, right, you had to share it, disseminate it, disseminate mm-hmm. But now, when they know that they, you gave them a specific time and place to find you, yes. now people are conditioned to say, okay, if I wanna hear an episode of because I'm looking for some type of inspiration or some advice, I'm gonna go to them, but I know that they only offer this. Uh, podcast at this date and time right and so you give them a little bit you cultivate the experience for people and then you allow people to come to you and i think that's what anything that you do particularly in business you have to give but also give enough where people can now come in to see about you That's really good. and work from a place of passion i have done businesses at one point i was 
like owning a home care agency. And that was really because I'm like, okay, home care agencies make money in New York. But right. I hated the job. <laughs> like I hate, I ended up, because I was, was my part, my father and I, we went into business together and my father decided he wanted to go to Nigeria. So mm. it was all on me and just have knowing that I had to deal with nurses. What if they do? They don't show up. I had to, you know, it was right. driving me crazy. And I said, okay. This is making me money. Yes, we were getting contracts. Yes, but it's, I'm tired of it. I find mm. I was getting to a point where I didn't want to answer the phone. No. <laughs> I was just like, okay, this is not. But when I started doing things that I was passionate about, I'm passionate about aligning with people, mm-hmm. especially young professionals, uh, millennials, people who are in the business of really trying to find their way. Mm. Right, because I am beginning of my journey. I was really trying to find my way, and I aligned myself with people who helped me find my way. Mm. And so, in order to pay it forward, I can only just give back what I've learned, mm-hmm. and even give it to you, so you could go out there and be better than me. Because yeah. I'm into that type of person. I don't need to be the biggest on shine. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a person. Who, right. I need to shine. I need to shine. Whatever. If you use my story as an opportunity to put yourself or propel yourself forward, it's mm-hmm. rewarding to me. Yeah. And when I started just doing things from my passion and just speaking my truth mm-hmm. and, you know, still going out and showing up, but I found the experience was great, different. I wanted to get up to do the things. I don't mind staying late yes. <laughs> or working right. on my business all so night true. because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then the money comes, the opportunities come because people see that you're enjoying what you do. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking for how to obtain happiness. Yeah, how to get That's joy in their life. Doing. People want joy in their work. They want joy at home. They want yes. happiness at mm-hmm. home. But and they when you show and disturb distribute or display that you have happiness in doing what you want to do, people want to know how do how? you get there? How do I get to that point? Mm-hmm. Right? And so good. I always tell people to work from a place of passion. Because that passion leads you to your purpose. Yes. yes. We say that. Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. But I know a challenge for us, you know, early on was we were like, okay, we're passionate about, t- you know, health education. We want to mm-hmm. teach, you know, the youth because the mm-hmm. youth need this. They, mm-hmm. you know, if they learn this information, they can mm-hmm. take this into adulthood. Mm-hmm. But also there's some adults who need this. Mm-hmm. A lot. But mm-hmm. we were like, you know, oh, my gosh, we're these young 20-year-olds. They're not going to listen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had to really silence those voices and yes. say, okay, you know what? This information, our information is valuable. Mm-hmm. We know what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. these people need it. Yes. So, you know, what you know, tips or things you have for people, you know, yeah. who may feel like, you know, my voice or my, what I have mm-hmm. is not That enough. multi-passion, right? Mm-hmm. I always say offer different tiers of your business, right? Mm-hmm. I know I like working with young professionals, but young professionals, they're in a place where they're still trying to figure out, they may not have they the no paycheck yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to pay me. you to help me. So then I started doing executive training okay. because I knew that organizations, they work with the generation of the population of people I wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. And and they don't necessarily know how to communicate with people. Right. And especially millennials. They're like, oh, these millennials are in the workplace. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to do with millennials. <laughs> they wow. feel, you know, the baby boomers, and I forgot the generation <laughs> between. Yeah. They feel like they're so entitled because they're yeah. opinionated. So and so I found like, okay, that is where I can solve or bridge yeah. the gap. 
Mm-hmm. Because I can teach yeah. executives how to communicate with their youngest staff. And I can teach youngest staff how to coexist in a workplace that has been developed far beyond mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were born. Yeah, Definitely. Right? And when I was able to start meeting with C-suite leaders and say, hey, this is how you speak to different audiences within your organization. Mm-hmm. It became into demand because now they're like, okay, we're seeing results. Everybody right. wants results. And how you get them to their results is key. And so if you are very passionate or from multiple business, how do they work in alignment, right? And so people are like, well, you teach, you do this, but they all align. It all aligns. Like, I don't don't go and say I'm a hairstylist. It doesn't align with the things that I I know that I'm capable of doing. Mm. And so I had to figure out, okay, how do I make all the things I want to do align with each other so they work off of each other? Cool. I, think yes. I have like a few more questions. Yeah, sure. Because sure. pitching, pitching. Because uh, I know you have to pitch your 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 yes. company to different companies. Yes. How do you go about doing that? Because for us, we're really intentional about working with people who align yes. with soul filling podcasts. Um, but also, it's just like we don't know. Like, how do we go about that email? There, yeah. You know, who do we email it to? Do we mm-hmm. go to the HR? Like. Mm-hmm. Where do we find on the site? Who do we call? Mm-hmm. The pitching process. Pitching. So I would tell people you have to pitch every day. <laughs> you have to pitch every day, and you HR is usually not the place who you pitch to. It's mm-hmm. usually that that person who's a uh, mover or shaker. There's usually a boss or their secretary. Because mm-hmm. I said never underestimate the people who are working for them. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's, um, how I got my teaching position was one of my, uh, as a professor, my friend worked at the school. And she told me, oh, I need to contact the office. And I contacted the secretary. And most people was like, oh, well, just give my resume. I was like, oh, hi. You know, I created a relationship with the secretary. Mm-hmm. Now she's on my side. So she's right. like, oh, I know this young lady. She spoke with me. Let mm-hmm. me give you her resume. And I got the call. Ooh. But if I saw her as, oh, she's just the secretary, mm. but the secretary mm. is the gatekeeper to yeah. the boss. Definitely. And so you have to kind of just figure out, and it's all research. And this takes time. Like you Google, you call, like I have called, and I don't suggest cold calling, mm-hmm. but I have called organizations to say, hey, you know, um, how does your organization, do your organization use profe- professional development services? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, we do it. Um, but you may need to speak to this person. Or do mm-hmm. you mind giving me their contact? Sometimes they will tell you yes. Sometimes they tell you no. If they say yes, that's a good day. No, mm-hmm. okay, let me figure out how to connect with them. LinkedIn, yeah. you know, that's mm-hmm. a key. Now everybody's on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, going to different programs and events that they do yeah. uh, for the partners that you, or organizations that you want to work with. There's plenty of times I've gone to an event and I say, okay, I'm very strategic. I'm like, okay, I know who's at this event. Mm-hmm. I know who's organizing this event. These are the people I need to meet. Mm-hmm. I had to be assertive. I had to insert wow. myself. And mm. not be shy because I know I'm reserved. So I'm like, oh. I know. I'm just thinking about it. Like, <laughs> but I knew that, okay, this is yeah. you need this opportunity. This yes. is a company you want to work with. Mm. So you have to find well, the courage to go and speak mm. up. Mm. And you because That's you've good. done your research, so you're not just like, hey, I got a business that I want to share with the oh, high. I see that you do this. Do you mind if we can connect? Do you have a card? Do you have an email? This is what I offer. You know, you have to have your 30-second sales pitch, but in a way where it's not pitchy. Right. <laughs> it's just telling what you do. And yeah. you find, like, this is an amazing event, and I feel that, you know, I would like to know how why your organization holds friends this way. Do you mind me sharing, or can I catch your contact information? But it's something that you have to do every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. It's the only way to get day. better at and it. And get a nice Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet. 
and be organized with it. Yeah. And some people were well, I have this going on. And this is when I said, okay, now there's so many virtual assistants that are out there. Mm-hmm. And if you have interns and you like working with interns, giving them this assignment to just research the companies, you create a template, you customize yeah. it. You said, I have done email blast. Mm-hmm. And I knew that with every hundred emails that I sent out to different people, targeted people, I'm okay knowing that if I got 10 people out of that, that was a good <laughs> email yeah, blast. Right. Right. Because we know all 100 people are not going to respond back to you. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's the law of large numbers. The more you submit, the more opportunities you create for yourself. Wow. If you okay. only submit it to five people out of that five, you may get a half <laughs> out of five. And so you have to think about it. Okay. How do I connect, connect, connect with people, but also now giving them with content because people want to know what you do. Yeah. And so it's not like in the old their days where you just call and, oh, yeah, you're great. Okay, let's see. Now they have opportunities where they Google you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was a hiring manager, I just Google. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see. Let me see, you know, mm-hmm. what do you have to bring? Even in my own business, if people say, okay, I want to work with you, I want to partner with you, how do, does our organizations align with each other to mm-hmm. make sure that we're propelling both people's missions? Yes. Because if your organization doesn't really align with what I do or can enhance what I do or my organization can't enhance what you do, then we're really not going to be good partners. It's not going to be a good partnership because mm-hmm. right? we're not speaking the same language. So there's going to create a disconnect into the people we're trying to serve. Mm. And so you have to be very clear in your messaging. You have to be very dedicated. You know that it can send a hundred. If you get ten, you're winning. That is winning. Right? If you get twenty, it's up. You're really winning. You know. <laughs> and so um, finding those keywords, making sure you just things like technical errors. Now, right? and this is what I teach my students. Mm. I'm like, listen, proofread, 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 proofread. Mm. Because to you, it sounds great. But if I looked at it and I don't know you and I see that you're not using great English or great grammar, spelling is incorrect. You didn't spell my name correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. you didn't take the time to spell my name correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, so things like that. You don't know the person's personality. All you can do is give your best. Mm-hmm. And your best has to have some type of formula to work for you. And that, that's pitching. That's knowing who you want to work with. Knowing that sometimes all partnerships are not good partnerships. Right. Sometimes it's not a no. <laughs> and be comfortable with the no. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they're not comfortable telling that, well, no, I can't work with you. Because they're like, okay, I'm in grind, grind, grind mode. But mm-hmm. you're going to drive yourself crazy. Or you're going to be unhappy working with somebody you knew at the beginning wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Or you knew that partnership wasn't going to work because there's no similarities there. There's nothing each of you can learn from each other to take mm. your organization forward. But mm. also, when you were talking about how when you when someone being staying firm on your price, mm-hmm. because this is your business, but I feel like a lot of times people don't stay firm on their price because they're not firm on their business. Mm-hmm. They're not putting in the work or the time and putting all their energy into their business and not treating it like it's a job. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, we go to work nine to five Mm -hmm. and we have to be there. We get paid, but you have to go back home and do the same things, putting that same work. If you're going to be a a boss or an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. to be able to stand firm and say, this is why it's worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. this is why you should pay me a thousand dollars to come speak for one hour. Mm -hmm. And so 
I don't know. It's just like it's a two way street. It's like stand firm, but you also have to stand firm in your business, just like you go to that nine to five every day. <laughs> but lastly, I have to talk about you being invited to the White House. Oh yes. Did you yes. actually meet Obama? I didn't get a chance to meet okay. Obama, but we were hosted by his special advising team, mm-hmm. and that opportunity came again from a relationship that I built. Um, one of my friend and I, we both were women. Like, okay, we're powerhouse women. We want to tell the African narrative, and we want to mm-hmm. tell the African narrative in the right way. And so mm-hmm. we hosted this uh, movie screening at the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever done that. Wow. And um, it was our first time working with each other. So she just liked my work that day. She knew I was getting it done. She didn't mm-hmm. have to ask me for much. And uh, she saw what I brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And she, she used to work for uh, USAID. And she was like, you know what? We have this opportunity where we're inviting different like movers and shakers from New York. Mm-hmm. And President Obama wants to meet you for his Yali uh, Young uh, Professional, Young African Leadership Initiative. Mm-hmm. And I think you would be a great person. So I'm going to just recommend your name. And she did. And they said yes. And so I got the email like, oh, uh, we would like to, you know, President Obama has invited you to the White House uh, for this roundtable conversation. Oh, and he just want to know how, so you know, amazing. young professional, how he can make his footprint in Africa because he had, you know, Kenyan background and, mm-hmm. you know, just giving once again hope to young professionals that he's a president who, against all odds, made it. Mm-hmm. And um, his background is similar. To, you know, it's it's not the American background that we, exactly. we see from most of our other That's presidents. True. But mm-hmm. he did it. And so his mm-hmm. messaging. And so in that conversation, his team, you know, asked us, you know, how do we, you know, build young professionals? How do we build networks of people? Wow. What make young professionals come out to different things? And yeah. um, I appreciated the experience because, you know, many people don't ask the people who are doing it how. Yeah. And you don't think that, oh, your work that you're doing in the community. For me, I was just like, I'm hosting events. This is what I like to do. And it's about things that I want to see and my team has put together, not knowing that that would take me to a place where I can have my voice be heard. Yeah, and so it was amazing. Um, unfortunately, I didn't meet President Obama, but his team was amazing. And you can tell that under his leadership, people all had a, the same passion. So when you spoke to his advisors, you knew that that passion that they were exuding is reflective of President Obama because mm-hmm. they were, had the same message and they all believed in the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's just good to know. It's like you don't know what goes into presidency that even stems down to something like that, you know? So that's just so valuable. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I want him back. No. Yeah, me too. Like, we don't, talk. don't we all? But to really care about yeah. Africa, yeah. that just speaks a lot. That speaks volumes. I'm just so glad to hear that behind the scenes. Yes. And I was a proponent of just changing what people believe Africa look like. You know, wow. um, I've traveled to Nigeria and Ghana, and I said that my best memories of people enjoy and people just welcoming people who believe mm. in you and you feel like at home. And wow. what they dis- exhibit on the TV screen is like, that's not the African country that I come from. That's not what right. I see. We know poverty exists. There's right. no, mm-hmm. We know that. We know there are challenges in, in our infrastructure. We know that there's inability to access of healthcare. We know those things. But mm-hmm. we have those same issues that you see anywhere you go around the yeah. world. Exactly. Here. It's just right. like they spotlight it. They spotlight in Africa. it. Right. And so they believe that, you know, Africans are this way. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that, you know, especially just from, I can speak about Nigeria because I have lived there. Mm-hmm. And you feel, I, I tell all the places I have taught, 
Nigerians were one of the groups I enjoyed because mm. they were so eager. The students were so eager mm. to get the information. Mm. Whereas my students here, I'm like, you know, even when the Caribbean, because I teach students in the Caribbean, you know, just how they approach education mm-hmm. is quite different. You know, as they see you as, and then when they know that they can see themselves in you, mm. because they're like, oh, you're young. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get this? And you're teaching us and you're knowledgeable and you show up because that's the show key, up. showing up and mm-hmm. whatever you do. And so yeah. when I showed up and you're just like, okay, I want people to know that the excitement, these people exist. There are people who want to do great things, but they are not given the opportunities as we have here in the mm-hmm. U.S. But it doesn't mean that this story is not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, my last question for you is, when you are transitioning, like when you're in this one role, and um, the example that I kind of have is Taraji P. Henson. Right now, mm-hmm. she has some different movies out. We kind of mm-hmm. get to see her in some different roles, other than that, you know, angry black woman yes. role, you yes. know, <laughs> or the side chick. But sometimes, mm-hmm. as women, we get, you know, we may make the, make it to these, you know, high levels, or we may make it into a a male dominated industry, but mm-hmm. we may not be that voice or that mm-hmm. person that can make decisions or do certain things. So how, like, what advice do you have for those people who are in one role, but they're wanting to transition to that next level? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may have to create the opportunity because mm-hmm. it will, it will not always be available to you, but also just establishing a network of people, relationship. I always tell people relationships are key. Mm. Right. And what Taraji P. Henson has brought to the acting industry for African-American women is to show you her versatility. It's to show you that, you know, you cannot put me in one role and that's where I can stay. I can branch out. But she Mm. had to showcase that talent. You have to be willing to fight for what you want. Mm. You have to be willing to know that you're going to get some no's, but there's also yes. You're going to know that, yes, you may not have the greatest advantage in the room, but if it's meant for you, it will happen. And that's key, but it's really focusing on, okay, this is who I am. I believe in me. Mm-hmm. I believe that I can do it. That Anybody who is famous or a celebrity, they believe mm-hmm. they can. Snoop Dogg, he had a whole message. He, think, he wanted to yeah. thank himself, right? Because <laughs> it was yeah. himself that he had to get up mm-hmm. in the morning. Wow. In that moments when you wake up and you open your eye and you thank God for waking up, now it's on you mm-hmm. to go to do what's next. Yeah. And some people, they say, okay, I'm going to just stay in mediocrity, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, people stay right. in their comfort zone, but there are it's a small group of people who say, you know, I need more. Mm-hmm. I want more, and I want people to know that, that you can achieve more. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to be patient with the process. Okay. can't just wake up and say, oh, this is what I want, and if it doesn't happen tomorrow, that is it. Yeah. You throw mm-hmm. away the dream. Then mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that that dream was for you. You yeah. have to be persistent. You have to know that I can get it and maybe take me mm. some curveballs, but it's possible. I can attain it. Mm. Uh, my narrative doesn't end here. You know, it, it only begins. Right? But along the way, if I'm helping people change and do better, I'm okay mm. at that. That's like so good. Mm. Thank you. So I just want to go through a few points that I yes. jotted down. Yeah that I got for all these emerging leaders that we're speaking to <laughs> are soul-filling soulmates. Yes. Yes. So show up, mm-hmm. working your passion, build relationships, invest in yourself, be well-prepared, yes. be authentic and transparent, yes. be persistent, yes. create a plan, be action-oriented, time-specific, all that, 
and I can't read the rest of my handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> but stand firm in your pricing yes. too. Stand Yay. firm in yourself. But mm. there was just so many gems. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Because this is perfect for the beginning of the year. Yes. You know, yes. to really get on track, especially yes. for entrepreneurs, for even in the workplace, mm. being able to stand out. And so we just thank you. Thank but you. before we leave, you have to talk about more about your book. Yes, yes. Where can you find it? Yes, yes. So I am releasing the book on my birthday, which is January 15th. Oh, I'm excited. Um, it's going to be, you can purchase the book on my website, oribosaoe.com. Okay. Also, we're working with Amazon and Barnes and Noble, so we're kind of finalizing those details. We'll be available on those platforms as well. But uh, for instant purchase, you can go to my website. You can pre-order it now if you like. Nice. But I promise you, it is my story, and um, it, I'm so nervous but excited at the same time Yay. because people know, like, oh, she she don't talk much about her personal life, but you mm. get an insight of just my journey and how I got to where I am today. And where mm. I intend to be, you know, this is, yeah. I'm still working on getting to my best level, mm. but um, learning my journey and using, I use the seven steps of self-mastery to help you overcome that fear ceiling that most people don't know they have, but is existing. Mm. And so okay. you can go to oribosaoli.com and learn more about me and purchase the book. I thank you so much. I'm so excited to read your book. I'm like, book up. Uh, yes, <laughs> seriously. I wrote down so many notes. Like, I ain't never wrote down any notes in my life. Like, I can't even write down fast enough. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to re-listen to the podcast. Right. I'm going like, to re-listen to this. Yes. I'm going to take some notes. Like, yes. <laughs> All of that. But thank I, you. Thank you. I think the work of So Fulfilling, just sharing the message is key. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I wish you all the best on your journey. Thank you. (laughs) Y'all. We're having a thankfulness party. (laughs) I know y'all were fed soulmates. Y'all souls have just been fed. I know our souls were fed. Hope everyone's soul was fed. So uh, what time is it? It's It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Time. <laughs> Guys, if this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast, we always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? Those of you that don't know, an affirmation is any statement or thought that you are using to essentially transform your life, either for the good or for the bad. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say I am strong. So on those days when you feeling weak, defeated, sick and tired, don't affirm that over your life. Instead, give yourself a positive pep talk saying that I'm going to make it. I'm amazing. I'm strong. I'm full of energy and I'm about to go out here and conquer the world. It is four of us and I'm affirming that is millions and billions or trillions or whomever actually is just divinely meant to be tuned in. And we are going to end this thing off with our positive affirmations. So... Who want to go, go first? Because I have a little message with mine. Okay. Me too. Y'all always do. I'm ready. I love mine. I went into church um, yesterday. Feeling, I mean, today, this morning. It's been a long day. <laughs> feeling just, like, disappointed in myself and just, like, a little discouraged. Even though, you know, I, I have, like, light on. I have always know, you know, have light on the other side. Mm. But today they were singing a song, and they said... I am ready for overflow. Mm. And so I was feeling destitute. I was feeling low, like, okay, I know I had to bring myself back up. But when I heard I am ready for overflow, it was like, 
God is about to bring you overflowing. You know, mm. you might think you're destitute in this in this area of your life, but it's not. You're not. You're overflow. Get ready for overflow. You mm. are ready for overflow. So my affirmation is, I am ready for overflow. Yes, Ooh, that's beautiful. Um, for me, I know last week we were talking about what is this year upcoming year for us, and I said level up, but I want to change it to recommitment. It is some mm. things that I had put on my list of, you know, going back to that to-do list, that checklist, <laughs> some things that I've said I wanted to do, some things that I were doing, you know, going to the young adult Bible study. I haven't mm. been in forever. So I'm just recommitting this year to the things that I said I was going to do. Mm. I'm doing it. Yeah. So I, I believe you. I am recommitting my life to doing what I said I was going to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, my affirmation, since we all got to give a story, let me get my story. Those stories are beautiful. Those are beautiful stories. Everyone know that if you've been following in with our previous podcast that I have been, di- well, in the past, I have dealt with trust issues. So I just want to, my affirmation is going to be today is I am divinely trusting that God is going to pour in my life everything that is divinely for me at divine timing. Well, for me, oh, yes. I, I would say... Um, my positive affirmation is really keep God at the forefront. In mm. um, getting my book together, I have been having so many different just arrows of just negativity be thrown my way. Different mm. things that are trying to block me from releasing this book. Right. And so I, I had to just, you know, keep God at the forefront knowing that the enemy is definitely going to attack you when he knows that something really great is about to happen to you. Ooh. And so if I keep holding on to God and knowing that, you know, he is the, the answer to all of my questions, my fears, my, yes. whatever it may be, that all will be well. And so just perseverance and trusting that God will see me through. Yeah, yes. that's beautiful. Yes. That's so good. Thank Tiff, you. Let them know where to find so us. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, yes, you can find Soul Feeling Podcast everywhere. That's S-O-U-L space F-I-L-L-I-N-G podcast. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. And we're on Google Play. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a five-star rating and write something nice so our ranking can go up 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 so we could level up okay <laughs> and make sure you're following us on instagram and you can follow us on all social media platforms you could dm us when we see y'all dms and when you tell us how we are helping you guys yes. girls i'm like screenshotting it and we're sending it to each other and we're so excited yes and so just thank you so much and you share everything yes. where can Orbosa. they find you uh, so i'm on instagram as oracle Salids. Facebook as Oracle to Oe, LinkedIn as Oracle to Oe, or my website, OracleToOwe.com. Yes, yes and we will definitely put that in our description. Yes. All right, guys, we love you so much. Until next time, soulmates. <laughs> Bye. Bye.